Hey, this is the Skyhook Podcast. I'm John Kennedy. I'm here. And I'm Martin. Today, we will be giving our 2022 season award predictions, and we have a guest with us. Hi, I'm William Friedman. Uh, I'm joining Skyhook Podcast for the day. And I think for this awards prediction episode, we're going to kick it off by talking about the most valuable player. So each of us made three selections, um, ordered from one, two, and three. And I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, third place for MVP, I had Luka Doncic. I don't know if anyone else agreed with that pick. Does anyone else have Luka 3? Yeah, I have Luka 3 as well. Yeah, and so the thought process for me with Luka at 3 was, I think, I mean, everyone, we all know how talented of an individual player he is, how well he produces in the regular season and playoffs. Um, but his team struggles. And I think... When we're looking at players who I can guarantee are going to be healthy, um, he is up there with almost anyone in the league. Um, but his team holds him back, and that's why I don't think there's that much of a chance that he finishes in the top two. Um, he has a team that is very unlikely to be a top four seed um, and is going to be fighting for a playoff spot the whole year. So that's that's a big thing that holds him back. Now, that being said, um, he's coming off a season averaging around 28-7-7, maybe closer to 28, 28-8-8. Uh, that's only going to go up. He's a, a, a 22-year-old going into his age 23 season. And we're looking at the guy who's averaging in a uh, somewhat efficient near 30-point triple-double. Yeah. Yeah, so 39 of the last 40 MVPs have gone to somebody on a four-seed or higher. And we saw Luka just... Luca's supporting cast wasn't that great this year, so I just don't see them placing that high. And a lot of the voters um, just have a bias towards winning teams, so I just can't see him winning it. Uh, so I just have him as three. For sure. Think about the one situation out of those forty, the one situation where somebody not in a top four seed won MVP. It was because they averaged a thirty point triple double, and Luca's about to do that again. I just think that bringing that back, and again, it's all about narratives here too. So I just think bringing that back, another player to average a 30-point triple-double, I, I think that could guarantee him the award, even if his team finishes at like the five or six seed. And again, there's a chance that the Mavs do make a top four seed. But again, the West is stacked I mean, right now. There's so much talent. I, I think I when mean, we're looking at the narrative, a lot, a lot what, of what, what, what plays into that is is how Westbrook was coming off a team that lost Durant and had such a terrible roster. Yeah, I mean, that was really that was It stayed afloat. I mean, yeah, because you look true. at that roster too. A big narrative wasn't just the triple double; it was the fact that that roster, like on paper, it like what its best, second best player was like Stephen Adams. It had rookie Sabonis. I mean, it was it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing though: like, who they with the Mavs got in this offseason, they got rid of Josh Richardson for nothing. All it was was cap space, and then they got Reggie Bullock, right? And you know, I think the Mavs, you know, they haven't got him that second star. Other than I guess KP, KP. I honestly, I think KP is yeah, like calling overrated. calling Porzingis a star is is. Nah, I I, I yeah. think KP is a little overrated. I think when he's playing as good as he really can be, I do think he is really good. If he plays anything like he can when he played with the Knicks, and you know, Reggie Bullock, another spot up shooter. You know, Luca with spot up shooters. They have that team built around the way Luca likes to play. Other than really just KP being there, I mean, that's kind of how Luca likes to play. Have a lot of spot outs in the outside. Can pass in and out. He can have a monster. I think he could easily win it if he really plays like the way he can. Yeah, I could see the Mavs sneaking in as like a four seed, maybe at best. Last year they were the five seed. I, I expect Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. to take some big strides this year. As, For sure, as, I agree as with that. Two seasons. Um, he's been improving every year, and 
I also think he could win six man if he does take a big stride and he could just contribute a ton to this Mavs team. I mean, the way I look at it, uh, Phoenix, Utah, Los Angeles, and Golden State are basically guaranteed to be the top four seeds in some order. Um, did, did you say the Warriors? Or no, I didn't. Hear yeah, that. yeah. I said Golden I, State, Phoenix, I, Los Angeles, and I, I. I'd say they're better than. I'd say they're better than the Warriors. I, I don't like I'd, the Warriors the next season, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I don't love them, but I think they're better than the team that has no second best player. They might, yeah, they might be actually. You might be right. I don't know. I think it depends how Clay comes back. You could be right. You could very for sure, for sure. There, there are there are a lot of questions about that. If we're getting, if we're getting that peak level Clay back, we're looking at a potential title contender. If we're getting, if we're getting a, a Danny Green level player, we're looking at <laughs> what a team that could not be that much better than they were last year. <laughs> well, also yeah. a big factor is how their rookies play this year because they took Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody in the first round. And Moody's oh, relying on them team. off the bench a lot. Also with Jordan Poole, who's what in his second year, third year. Oh, Poole is phenomenal. I, I like Poole a lot. Dude, Poole yeah. is Poole when he's playing with Curry. I I know that week he was gone. He was phenomenal when Curry was gone. He averaged like twenty one on sixty percent for shooting. Yes, and I th- I think the thing about their team last year is they weren't fully committed to winning because they weren't contending for a title, and so they spent a lot more time trying to work with Wiseman. Um, trying to work with Ubre, trying to work with Wiggins, yeah, it doesn't and not, help. That, and then no. not not really letting Steph be the whole team. Uh, and I think now that they are a team that is that in a, in a best case scenario is competing for a title, um, yeah. it's all right. If I, I think they're not going to be looking to develop Kaminga the same way they were developing Wiseman this rookie year. I think they're going to be going. I mean, they lost Ubre, which I think is a positive for that team. I think yeah, they're going to be playing win now. I, they're going to be playing win now basketball throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that Wiseman was just so bad. And then Oubre started out the year really bad, too. Like, Oubre and Wiseman looked horrible last year. Yeah, for sure. All right, so who who else – who did you guys have as your as your third picks? My third pick was Giannis. Now, I think Giannis definitely could be higher, but I'm apparently a lot higher on Luka, on Luka's chances of winning the MVP award than you guys. So, Giannis is my third pick. Now, I don't really have a definitive two, three, and four, like, in order – I think there's a set of three players that would be eight that could take eight. Now, that's what I was thinking. Those were those were three of my top four as well. Yeah, and I see. I don't think Clay is going to be, you know, even close to that same player. So I think the Mavs could take a top four seat from the Warriors. I'm not really high on any of the Warriors players outside of obviously Curry. So and again, Poole, like you said, he averaged four without. Um, and I mean, I mean that's phenomenal. But again, I just don't think that Clay is going to be nearly as good as he was. And like you said, William, I think he's going to be more of a Danny Green type player, at least on the offensive end. So I think the Mavs are going to take a top four seed from the Warriors, and I think Luca's going to win the award. I think AD or could be the second. Third. I think Curry might fall through. The Warriors could take like a six or seven seed, worst case scenario. <laughs> And Giannis can take the third seed then, because obviously Giannis is going to have a very good team. The Bucks are going to win like 60 games. So Giannis is going to be either yeah. second or third. And depending on how Russ fits into the Lakers and how they perform, AD is going to either get the second or third seed. I think he's going to come back with like a monster defensive season and going to be pretty solid on the offensive end as well. So Davis is third for me. Giannis is – sorry, Davis is second for me. Giannis is third. Curry's fourth. And Luka will be my number one. <laughs> I have Giannis too because – We've seen uh, how he's improved as a playmaker this past season. 
And his team winning the championship, I feel like, just increases his odds for it uh, with the voters having some bias towards Wing. And how he's such an elite offensive and defensive player. I have him, like, second defensively. Uh, I just expect the Bucks to have a good season, support Giannis well, and for him to drop like twenty nine, uh, like twelve and six maybe. See, he's also voter fatigue though. He's already a back to back MVP. Yeah, but I mean he's playing center now, ain't he? That was two years ago though, or a year ago. Well, yeah, there's only been one MVP between. So you know, like if we're talking about like twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, Giannis has a much higher chance of winning it. But right now, just coming out, this is the first time since he won his back-to-back MVPs that someone else has won. So I just know, I don't know. I think the voter fatigue is still lingering there. Uh, next season, that would be gone. So Giannis is just, just as good of a chance as anybody to win the award. But I think this season, that's still going to put him below AD. And again, like, like I said, they love narratives. So AD has another good chance with this comeback season coming off a bunch of injuries. And a- AD was my, my first honorable mention. And after that, I had a number of people that I was considering if I were to extend the list to five, uh, to put in that fifth spot. Um, Embiid is for sure a candidate for that, uh, although health is always a concern for him. <laughs> and uh, of course, Simmons. Simmons is an issue. Like that Simmons, is, Simmons gonna... is also Simmons is a concern for him winning MVP for sure. Um, yes. uh, Jokic, is, Jokic is obviously a candidate to go back to back, or at least uh, stay high on that ranking. Uh, and then, like outside picks um, that are that are looking in that could that could steal a top five spot with an amazing season, are guys like Trey Young, um, Damian Lillard, Carl uh, <laughs> Anthony Towns, and Zion Williamson. See, Zion, the team is going to be terrible. The team is going to be really bad, but I think maybe for a fifth spot, it's not impossible. If he has if he has a season that he is capable of having, yeah. Um, if he fills out his defensive potential and continues on the offensive trajectory he's on, he could have such an incredible season. Yeah, and I think Zion is on pace to become the best scorer in the league. You know, obviously Curry getting older, and Curry's the best scorer in the league right now. But I think you know, either next season or maybe um, two or three seasons down the line, <laughs> Zion will become the best scorer in the league. Now, I agree. Really I think I think I him. think there will be, I think there will be a period where, when Curry is a little bit older, and um. And Durant is a little bit older. I think there will be a, a brief period where it's Kawhi. Yeah. Um, and Facts. then I think I think I think I think Zion takes over after that. See, Kawhi is um, one of the best playoff scorers in the league. But like in my sure. opinion, he was the best scorer. But, uh, this, this is this is barring like an unforeseen, like early breakout from, say Anthony Edwards or uh, like Jalen Jalen Green, Kane Cunningham. Like things are yeah. like, like too early now. Yeah. Bruh, I'm gonna lie. My top three MVP candidates, probably like, it's probably like Curry, Giannis, and Luca. But somebody, I, I think, but I think it's not just that because those are all the bait, bait and obvious picks. But I think a sleeper pick, Loki. I already said this in the group chat, and then Spurs hated on me for it, or Martin. But what? I'm telling y'all, if Devin Booker and the Suns get the first seed, <laughs> and no, listen, listen, no, listen, here we go. listen, oh, listen, no. listen, listen, no, listen, Devin Booker, bro. He's he needs he, if, if he takes the next step. Averaging around twenty nine a game on good efficiency with five and five, the in a first seed on. Here's the thing, Chris Paul is getting older. This narrative could be perfect. Chris Paul is getting older. Chris Paul takes a step back. Nobody's expecting the Suns to be better than the Lakers or anything. They get the first seed. Devin Booker's averaging like twenty nine on like sixty one percent true shooting. He could easily win it if he's like the first seed. And the Suns are a good regular season team. They have like a top three bench. 
I mean, I, I don't think it's out of the question. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna win it, but I don't think it's out of the question. That he's yeah, I, 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 like, I was saying that he'll be top five. I don't think he'll win it. Like, I doubt yeah. that. Yeah, that, that's that's like reasonable. William was saying, I, I respect that. See, like William yeah. was saying, you know, outside of you know the blatant top four, you know, there's a bunch of people that could be considered for that number five spot. And if what John says is gonna happen, Booker is definitely gonna be one of those guys. And by the way, the Celtics aren't good enough. Yeah, Tatum for sure. And and we're looking at like. I mean, I mean, the voters voted Chris Paul into the top five. We're looking at if the Heat are really, really good next year, which they could be. We're looking at Jimmy Butler, but we also we haven't even addressed Kevin Durant and James Harden. Against the health, we need to see like if Harden. Yeah, they health, health, is, health is definitely the biggest concern, and that's why they aren't being looked at as top top three candidates. But but like I mean, it, it's totally totally realistic that that one of the two of them is is up there. I mean, to be fair, with yeah. the Warriors, didn't they say they didn't want to give it to one of them just because of how good the team was, um, or something like that? Yes, yeah. I mean, but but they were going to give it to James Harden last year, but like like, like on on the ladder said they were gonna, that James Harden was up there until he got hurt. Yeah, uh, and Harden was phenomenal in the regular season before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah I could see both. Yeah, as, as was Durant. Like, as I had Harden second, and like I had Harden second wow. on my list of like MVP candidates at the time. And I had him as, like, my choice for winning because Giannis was first on my ladder. But I knew they weren't going to give it to him because of voter fatigue. So I had Harden winning MVP before he got hurt. Yeah, I could so see either KD or Harden getting it. It just really depends who's getting more of that offensive load. We saw Harden got more of it this year with his playmaking. Um, I think if he returns to his playmaking level in the regular season last year with both uh, efficient scoring and him being a neutral defender, I think he could definitely win it. And it also depends on who the media thinks is more reliant on the other. Because obviously they know that having the other benefits, both of them, like Harden benefits a lot from KD, KD benefits a lot from Harden. So whoever the media thinks is, you know, less dependent on the other is going to play a huge role in who they give it to if it's going to be one of those two. Um, but getting right, my number so one. should we move on to our first picks? Uh, yeah. Not going to lie, Embiid season, baby. Let's go yeah. the MVP. I've gotten beat at one, too. Um. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he was averaging what, like twenty nine or thirty points last season, uh, yeah. before he got injured. So I think the narrative of him bouncing back, being the best player in the league after getting injured, and then being upset by the Hawks, I think he could definitely win it. In what he was, you know, plus six or plus seven true shooting last year. By the way, I I don't buy into that being fully sustainable. It's just I think what he's going to be that healthy. Embiid, like, he's not – there's a very low chance that Embiid actually, you know, yeah. plays for the full season. Health, and obviously, health for sure is a concern. Back. Health for sure is a concern. And I think the regular season is going to be kind of similar to the way the Bucks treated last regular season, where after an early disappointing playoff loss, they take the regular season as just purely experimental. They don't play their, their star player all out like they did with Giannis in 2020 and then Embiid in 2021. Uh, I think it's going to be a very similar thing where they try to figure out what exactly how they're going to change things in the playoffs by experimenting the regular season. And you know that's why you didn't see you know Durant going off and having a monster season, and same thing with Kyrie. You didn't see. Them uh, yeah, and, and, and why and why Giannis and the Bucks kind of took a step back last year. Yeah. Um, although, I think I think things are going to change this year, which brings me to my number one pick. I think the Bucks had things figured out, and I think they're the best regular t- season team in the league for sure. I think we're looking at. Giannis is coming off of absolute dominance. I think he's reshaped the media's view of him. Uh, I think the finals have really opened everyone up to how, just how great of a defender he is. And I think he ends up winning the MVP. I think he gets his third. 
And I, I'm not sure I said who was going to be number two, but it's definitely. All right. And, I mean, again, like, obviously, you know, it's a regular season award, but Giannis losing in the playoffs before, um, you know, early on without actually making the finals, that's obviously, you know, going to play a role I agree. in what the voters think. I agree. People like, said, let's not give him a third one. Let's not, have, let's not have the same thing where our MVP is an early exit. And now that yeah. he's kind of dispelled that narrative to everyone by having an incredible final series, I yeah. think I think he's a likely candidate to win it. So he's my first pick. Yeah, and again, for me, I think, you know, if if we were just, like, if Giannis hadn't won the 2019 and 2020 MVPs, if he had won 18 and 19, I would have chosen him for this season as well. I just feel like that voter fatigue is still going to be lingering there because there's been a lot of, you know, doubt about, the, like, among fans in general and the media about the legitimacy of Jokic's MVP. And a lot of other people are saying either Curry, Giannis, or some other player should have won it. So I just feel like the fact that people aren't taking Jokic's MVP seriously enough that voter fatigue from Giannis's MVP, MVPs, his back-to-back MVPs, is still going to be lingering a bit in the media. But if it weren't for that, I would choose him as my MVP as well. But for me, it's Luca. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's a, a lot of good picks here. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I think, okay, I, I like the discussion we had about Booker. I think that's a, that's a really good pick. Yeah, and this is one of the most stacked MVP races we'll ever Facts. For sure. Booker MVP, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on. And, and by the way, uh, this is also unlikely because of how old he is now, how healthy it is. But we haven't even mentioned LeBron's name. Yeah, LeBron Le- has Le- a great narrative. Um, him coming off injury, people like all the hate he gets. Um, being called a wash. I I just don't see him being the best player on the Lakers this season. And with Westbrook sharing offensive load too. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and see, I think like even when healthy, obviously he's been dealing with injuries, and it's not entirely fair to him. But even when healthy, I think we've seen you know some obvious signs of regression. In LeBron. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I don't um, really think you can, like, I don't think he's going to be among the MVP candidates. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be a top 10 player still, but oh, I course. don't see him being in the MVP race. Oh, and one last sleeper pick. And actually, this is, I think, like a really underrated, like, top five MVP pick. Um, is a guy who is going to be given a much bigger opportunity this year. Um, and a guy who's potentially going to, try to keep his team afloat in a stacked Western Conference. Uh, and a guy who has had MVP caliber seasons before is Paul George. Ooh. Yeah, with Kawhi, that with is Paul, Kawhi gone. With Kawhi gone. Um, I, think, I think this is his year to potentially make another top five. See, it, it's a matter of balancing, you know, actually putting up good numbers and actually having a good team. See, if Kawhi was there, for, he needs Kawhi to be on the team as well for him to, you know, like for the for the Clippers to be a top seed or at least high enough in the standings, yeah, for him, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, he needs Kawhi, and again, that's going to affect his overall production, at least volume wise, which obviously is all the media looks at for the award. So yeah. it's a matter of balancing that. I'm not sure Paul George can do that, but I do think you know based on what I saw in the playoffs this year, I do think he will be top ten in the MVP race. Yeah, not I could top the league, but top ten in the race. I could. Should we move on to defensive player of the year? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so uh, we appear to have lost John. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll hope he reconnects soon. Um. Anyway, so for defensive player of the year, um, uh, I can imagine we all have the same, uh, first candidate. Yeah, I've got Anthony Davis. Oh, I I was sticking with Gobert. Well, I mean, I'm going to go with AD because I just think he's going to have a monster cool. comeback season. I think in general, Rudy Gobert is the best regular season defender in the league. 
But I think AD, you know, he just – I think he's going to want it enough this year. I think I think that um, – I think I think AD totally wants it. But I think he's also, like, generally underrated by, by the league and defense. And I think his regular season – his regular season defense has never been Damn like, so incredible. Um, the same way that, that Gobert has, as we as see John is beginning. Uh, we're talking about our defensive player of the year candidates. Okay. I think I, th- I think I think as well. no. I actually I think I think it's not even like that because four is the record. Four is the record in terms of players. There is no no one has ever won more than four. So I think the narrative points to we're looking at the guy like so yeah, that can, I mean, that can tie the record all time. Yeah, not only has he come off back to back and then you know lost it to Giannis and then came back and won it again. I think you know he's only one away from tying the all time record. So you know the narrative goes both ways with him, really. You know, as far as voter voter um voter thoughts on him winning the award would be voter fatigue and whatnot. And, you know, it goes both ways with Gobert. So it's not like voter fatigue is going to affect him as much as I think it will affect Giannis's chances of winning the award. But with that being said, I still think I think Gobert is a clear number two or like clear in the top two. But my pick to win it would be Anthony Davis. And at three, I have Draymond. At four, I have Giannis. And for the same reason, they're not going to you know put as much of a load on Giannis in the regular season because they know they're going to secure a top three seed anyway. So they don't really need to, you know, make Giannis do that much in the regular season. So he's not I mean, going to be. Yo. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. got Gobert at two as well. And then I've got Draymond at three and Isaac at four. I told you. you. I like that. I like that. Isaac gets traded to a good defensive team. And if he just anchors them, I think he could have a dark horse, uh, just be a dark horse candidate. For this year, health is one let of me the add on that. Let me add on that. Listen, listen. Yeah, I think uh, Isaac it's perfectly in Isaac. Let's say Isaac defender. gets traded to to like here. I want him to come to the Suns. I want him on the Suns so bad. If he got traded to the Suns, like two first round picks and then Cam Johnson, and then he comes and the Suns are the best defense in the league with him because we're already top three without him. Imagine that he he's winning the deep boy. They are going to give it to him because not only is he coming yeah. off injury and defeating the odds, he's coming yeah. and making a team that was. Nobody, I don't think a lot of people notice how good the Suns were defensively last year because a lot of people look at the, those players on the team and we have no good one-on-one defenders. There was a lot of team and coaching defense. Uh, McCall, McCall, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, McCall, and that's it. But like, and but like, and then you have them, and Cam Johnson was okay. But other than that, and then Isaac comes. They're the they're the number one defense in the league. And then you know those statistics on Instagram can come out about how they're like the twenty seventh without him or something. He will win Depoy. I promise y'all. <laughs> See, I think definitely, like, if that situation happened, I think that's definitely a chance. And I think if Isaac was able to stay healthy, he would definitely be a perennial defensive player of the year candidate. It's just that staying healthy is an issue for him. And, again, on Orlando, there's no chance that he wins it because yeah, he's not going to bring Orlando to a top-tier defense no matter what. It's, and, again, um, Don is going to help. Boy, in my yeah. opinion. So, for me, um, for me, as much as it pains me to say this, the second place is probably again going to be Ben Simmons. Oh. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I guess if, if 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 my choices are who I think is going to end up being second, um, Ben Simmons it would be my okay, pick. Yeah. I think we can all agree who, that Ben Simmons who, who do I deserve think, it, right? Who do I think is going to end up deserving being the second best defender, like regular season defensive player of the year, is Anthony Davis. Uh, and then third, I'd put Ben Adebayo. Um, mm. I'm still. I think Giannis is going to have. Kind of a similar defensive season to the one he did last year, um, where it was still dominant, but it wasn't the the all out stuff that it was the year before. And I'm not sure that necessarily people are going to like pay attention to that. 
Yeah. Um, I think I, I think pe- people don't really pay attention to like individual defensive performances throughout a season. Yeah. It's kind of just like it's, if he has a really good reputation as a defender, he'll kind of stay that way. So I don't think Giannis has to really give out like that much effort. Um, yeah, I mean you have a valid point. Like, 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 like a crazy amount of defensive effort for him to end up being voted highly, which is what happened last year. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously he turned it up in the playoffs. I think if we're going off what I think is going to end up being the most deserved, probably Draymond and Bam as the three and four. Mm, right there, y'all, bro. Y'all sleeping, bro? Breakout season from Aiden. Aiden Depoy, boys. Aiden's <laughs> nice, but not not Aiden's nice, but not Depoy. Right? <laughs> yeah, he isn't. He was in a. There was a slight moment before he got ejected or before he got banned for using steroids in uh, in 2020 that he was in Depoy talks, but then that was it. Other than that, it's just been irrelevant. <laughs> so well, I mean, again, has, like, like, has everyone say? given all three picks? Uh, yeah, I thought. Yeah, is Martin giving it? Yeah, I said 81, um, Gobert 2, Draymond 3, Isaac 4, and then Bam 5. Yeah, that's bad. Nah, bro, I, like I bet. That. I bet it's going to be – okay, I, I I doubt AD stays healthy for a whole season. I think that, I think that injuries are going to plague the Lakers again. I have a feeling. And then, but his, and then this is what we're going to do. We're going to have Draymond Depoy. It's, it's, it's Draymond season, baby. Draymond Depoy it, and then Bam and season. then Isaac. That's it's Rudy season. <laughs> Rudy just, yeah, I feel like Rudy's it's, just gonna it, prove everybody wrong. Like Anthony Davis season. is gonna get. It's either Anthony Davis is gonna become a monster on defense again and just win defensive player of the year by landslide, or he's gonna get hurt again and Rudy's gonna average like damn near four blocks a game and just take it again. Here's the it's thing though with Rudy though, it's like Rudy's Rudy like off. he has the reputation of just getting exposed in the playoffs. They're not gonna want to give it to him again after that. Again, they know it's a regular season award, which is why they've already given Rudy three. Yeah, but it's like. I, it kind of gets to a point, like, what, 20, 2020 MVP, like, with Giannis, like, the one time he choked after that, it was like, okay, well, it's whatever, it's just one time. And then the second time, it was like, okay, and then he didn't win MVP, it wasn't MVP talks, which yeah, you can't even, like, people over-exaggerate what happened with Giannis. Like, oh. so it wasn't like he was, like, an actual choke. You just happened to go up against one of the very few teams in the league that's equipped to actually somewhat handle him. It's yeah, also, like, it, it's not like he deserved it over Jokic last year. No, Jokic yeah. was the clear winner last year. Yeah. In my opinion, well, I mean, by the league's criteria, yes, Jokic or – well, I mean, by the league's criteria, just, like, by the name of the award combined with, like, what the league values, it would be Rudy Gobert. But they also only value high-volume scores, or at least in the modern era. So, you know, I would have to give it to Jokic by their criteria. But in, in my opinion, you know, just by the name of the award, Curry was the clear most valuable um, player in the league. Yeah, I think was, I think it was Jokic when you factor in the amount of time that Steph missed. Oh yeah, that's true. And the fact that Murray was hurt all year. Oh yeah, narratives. Yeah, Murray got hurt and they stayed afloat. That's definitely I think a narrative that that, that's, that really solidified it for Jokic. I think he was going to win it anyway. But I think when when they went on that hot streak after trading for Gordon without without um without Murray, that that solidified it. All right. Okay, so let's move on to scoring champion. So number one, I have Joel Embiid. Um, I think if the Sixers trade Ben Simmons, he should be the clear number one. He was averaging 29 points per game last season on great efficiency, and if he returns from his injury, how he was in the regular season last year, I think it's just he should be winning it. Yeah, and I mean, Bede, with Simmons off the court, averaged like 40-something per 75. You know, I have my issues with that philosophy, but it gives a decent picture of you know what Embiid's capable of if he doesn't have Simmons there. Back. Simmons sucks. Now, 
my pick though would be Bradley Beal. I just think he's gonna have another monster Agreed. scoring season. hundred percent. Another, you know, without another like really like a real scoring threat on the team. And obviously Russ isn't that great of a scoring threat because of his efficiency, but he was still putting up twenty two a game. And while yeah, and, and crazy ball dominant, crazy ball dominant. I think yeah, I think exactly. Beal. I, I agree. Beal wants a scoring time without Westbrook. Yeah, I think Beal with the touches, he's gonna be um shooting like twenty five between twenty five and thirty shots a game. And I think he's gonna win scoring title around like 32, 33 points a game, maybe. Uh, I think Zion is a dark horse for that. He's gonna be like second or maybe third. Zion and Embiid are gonna be my next two. Embiid is gonna be the I think Trey Young. Trey Young will be up there for me. I think so. Yeah. And and, and Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell will be my next two. I think. Yeah, Trey's gonna either average like twenty six points and like thirteen assists, or he's gonna average like nine assists with like thirty two points. It's gonna be one of those two. Uh, That's like not unreasonable. (laughs) That Anthony Edwards is like top ten. Yeah, top ten in scoring, yeah, he would be. Maybe. Dude, Ant's that guy. He is. Ant is and Ant is so that guy. Ant is Ant is facts. My boy he's Will is incredibly sick. good. So right, um rebounds, can we all agree that it's Clint Capella? I didn't get to talk on my points. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, John, who is your um Okay, so one, I got my boy Embiid. It's Embiid season, baby. I've told you all this. He's going to be – if they get rid of Simmons, my boy is averaging a fat, flat 33-10-2. I'm telling so you. So we got we got two Embiids and two Beals? Yep. yep. And then my dark horse, I've already said it, it's D-Book, but I doubt it. That's, that's valid, though. That's valid. You have to take a monster step on scoring. At yeah. two, I have Zion, and three, I have Beal. Um, my problem with Beal is how – how many times he gets double teamed? I think he leads the league in double teams per game or something like that. And yeah, yeah. with him being the main scoring option, getting the most touches on this team, uh, I just see him getting double teamed a ton. What? He's definitely going to lead the league in field goal attempts per game. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I feel like teams are going to focus in on him on offense and just make the Wizards uh, try to get to other scoring options. See, that's what I think Kuzma is going to have. A breakout season, and obviously, you know, before he got hurt on the Lakers, you know, his first two seasons in the league, he was great. Um, he was one of the best rookies and sophomores in the league. Uh, so I think you know, if you know, they really start to defer to him as Beal continues to pick up more and more doubles. Um, assuming Dinwiddie doesn't decide to step up like that, I think Kuzma is going to average like you know, I think there's a chance he averages twenty. I think Kuzma and Dinwiddie both average twenty. By the Maybe. way, JT JT is a sleeper top five. For scoring, uh, maybe. See, I don't know. I Not, think Brown is going to take another I, step. I think his, as well. I think Jason Tatum's shot selection, like especially in the regular season at least, is like so bad. Yeah, I mean, for and sure. then not to mention he has Brown who doesn't pass the ball like that at all. Like Brown has shaders on when he's trying to play the game. Like he's like, nah, bro, this rim is my boy. <laughs> and then it's just like. If I'm not scoring, I'm giving it to Marcus Smart to brick a wide open three. Like that's that's how it ever is with Brown. But it's like, so I could see Tatum if Brown decides to not play with shaders. But if he continues playing, I don't doubt. I doubt it. All right. Um. Can we all agree uh, that rebounds is Quinn Capella? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I got. I think clear. that's what, that that makes sense. I've yeah. got. There's not really, not really that much analysis that can go into rebounds, but I think Capella is the safest. Bet. Yeah. Gober, as an honorable mention. Yeah, runner up for rebounding, and then I've got Jonas Valanciunas as third. Mm. Uh, I think Valanciunas is gonna get his boards taken by Zion. Drummond doesn't deserve to have a single minute in the NBA. Drummond doesn't deserve. <laughs> Drummond doesn't deserve bro. to be a G League water boy. Drummond, Drummond MVP, bro. Shut up. Stop hating. He is okay. shit. <laughs> he is garbage. 
You know what? Right. Off of rebounds. Nobody cares about rebounds. <laughs> assists. Uh, yeah, assists. assists. Um, Luca. So assists. Um, Luca. I got Trey. I got Trey. I mean, Luca um, and Trey, you can go either way. But I don't think. I, I mean, Luca's cast. Oh, wait, is wait, wait. I so forgot. Bad. I have another pick for assists. And this is depending on how the Lakers use him. Russell Westbrook is going to either lead the league in assists or win sixth man of the year, depending on whether he starts or comes off the bench. Westbrook could average an absurd amount of assists. Westbrook yeah, he's having like 13, was 13 to 15 assists. He just throws lobs to LeBron and AD all game. I've got Westbrook yeah. third for assist title. Um, And then I've got second, Luka, and first, Trey Young. Yeah, I, 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 I'd say Trey is a great pick. I think that's going to be Trey a top will. three no matter what. Uh, I mean, Harden, Harden can sneak. Oh yeah, Harden too. Well. I think, I think Trey four. will at least average at ten plus. Like I think his scoring, at least not his efficiency, will go down, but his like points per game will probably go down like twenty four. He'll average like twelve assists. If Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter play anything like they can be, they are going to be scoring in two way threats. They, they, my boy Cam, but Reddish, he might shoot thirty five percent, but he's a bucket. He's a bucket, and if he wants to. Take that next step and not shoot thirty five percent. He's gonna be even more of a bucket. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter only played twenty three games last season. So with him in the lineup, um, the Hawks just have so many options for Trey to pass. Yeah, to they're they're deep. To. They're deep. Yeah, yeah. they have like the best young core in the league. They've yeah. just surrounded him so well. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, obviously also really obviously well also uh Thomas. obviously Jokic is a a candidate. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure he gets all the way out to 10, 10 plus assists. Yeah, but um, John ja Morant, John ja Morant would be my sleeper pick. Oh, he could definitely. Oh, be that out actually there, is you know? a really good pick. I won't lie. Never, if Jaren, if Jaren takes, like you know, if Jaren bounces back really, I mean, well, if Jaren's just healthy, healthy yeah. Jaren, I think Ja is a nearly ten assist guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you said, you said about the Hawks, they are really deep, and they've been um, able to mask Trey's defense really well with Clint Chamberlain. For sure. <laughs> I mean, man, that All man right. is so good when he's having a good game. Like, he is just insane. He, he can coach. take over games without really touching the ball. Yeah. All um, right. Um, what about the block champion? Who do you guys think? Rudy. I mean, I think Rudy is the pick that makes the most sense. If Turner yeah. plays enough games, it will be Turner. Yeah, if honorable mention, though, like, outside of Rudy, I think Rudy's going to win it. But other picks would be Turner, Capella. Season. And yeah. Turner, yeah, Turner, Capella, AD. And like, it depends. I guess Mitch and Nerlens are gonna split minutes. Neither one of them will probably get there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've got Rudy one, and Turner three because I think Turner is possibly gonna get injured again this year, just from like how he did last year. I'm not. I don't want him to. Obviously, I would never want a player to get injured. But yeah, I don't know. Risk. Yeah, the risk of injury is always there with him. Yeah. And I mean, all right. Um. So, should steals? we move on to steals? Yeah, and see, my favorite um, steals would be Matisse Tybule if he gets minutes. I think, you know, Matisse Tybule and John, bear with me for this, but Tybule's defense does, to a certain extent, resemble Jerry West. Oh, my God. No, yeah, that's cool. No, 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 we're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> it wasn't even me. Hey, I was stuff. just trying to say, bro. I was just trying to say. Okay, okay. I think the steals leader, I actually don't know. One of y'all go. <laughs> I think Jimmy Butler's going to win it. Uh, he led the league in steals per game last year. I think he'll do it again. Um, Matisse Thibault, I don't see him getting enough minutes this year, just like last year. His offense just holds him back. Um, yeah. I mean, they start. They give Ben Simmons minutes, so. <laughs> I mean, 
I I think Jimmy Jimmy's definitely a great pick. The question is, does he split? Um, does he split on ball defensive time with Lowry, and does that like lower the amount of steals he gets? That might actually that actually is a good uh, that actually is a good thought. I didn't think about that. But I I, I still think Jimmy's a really safe pick. Uh, obviously, Drew Holiday is a is a candidate to be up there. Um, I, I think Drew's gonna regress a lot next year. You don't even. Yeah, need to Drew's getting old. He's yeah, Drew's old as dirt. Like, how is he? Like thirty five at this point almost. No, no, he's not that old. He's not that old. He's like thirty three, isn't he? He um, is thirty one. Damn, I was so off. But yeah, I mean, he's short. He's a small guard. Uh, I think he'll regress a little bit. Not even the oldest of his brothers, Justin Holiday, is thirty two. My pick is a guy. I, my pick is a guy. I think it's gonna be like a big minutes increase, and is. One of the strongest defenders in the league is Dejounte Murray. Oh yeah. Um, oh my. <laughs> I'm a huge Dejounte Murray fan, so I love this pick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with with the Rosen leaving, and it just gives Dejounte more to get more minutes this season. And like he's already shown that he's all defensive team level. I think he was snubbed this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just love that pick. I think he can definitely win it. Yeah, I yeah just, it's, it's like, a couple more minutes, and and it's a guy that uh that was averaging almost two steals, playing under thirty minutes a game. Yeah, and I think I think he takes a jump defensively. I think he takes a jump in minutes, and I think that leads to him being the the choice. Yeah, I think I think if this if the Sixers do get rid of Simmons and give Tybeal more minutes, I think he's going to be the clear number one. If not, he's still going to be like if they don't do those two things, he's still going to be in the conversation for it. But I don't think he's going to be as clear as yeah. like if they got rid of Simmons. Dive was just an unbelievable defender. Yeah, oh. he's able to use his wingspan so well. Like, there's very few guards. There's lots of guards with long arms, but very few of them know how to use it as well as Tybill does. Yes, that is true. And he he's strong. He's intelligent. He covers a lot of ground. He's a, he's he locked up Booker. He's an incredible perimeter defender. All right. Um, should we move on to he's most improved? Guard, he's also a good shot blocker. Should, yeah, should we do guard. most improved in six man of the year? Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Yeah. I don't, I have one pick for six man of the year and I, I don't really, you know, it's not an award that I care about that much, but I think Russell Westbrook, if he comes off the bench for the Lakers, will win it. You know, I think he's still going to put up great numbers off the bench. You know, he's one of the best. He has been one of the best floor raisers in the league uh, for a while. He is one of the best floor raisers of all time. And, you know, I just think Russ is going to do a great job you know, providing that bench scoring for us and, you know, really elevating our lackluster bench to the level that it needs to be for us to be, you know, a clear title contender. I think he ends up starting. If he ends up starting, obviously, he's not going to do that. But um, I think if Russ comes off the bench, he's going to be the guy who wins it. Yeah. So My pick pick will be Jalen Brunson, uh, who we've talked about earlier, so I won't go too in-depth with him right now. Yeah, I've got Jalen Brunson as well. Um. Like I said earlier, he's been improving each year. Uh, what well, he only started twelve games last, and him coming off the bench for Luca will just be so big for this Mavs offense. And he shot forty percent from three last year, so he can he can floor space as well. He's just a great and underrated player. And then I mean, he, he's the he's the only guy on their team that you trust to put the ball in his hands on the yeah. Mavs outside of Luca. He's the only guy that can create his own shot. And then for my second pick, I have pick. Uh, I have TJ McConnell. Ooh. Interesting. So jo- Jordan Poole is my second pick. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great one. See, if because Poole's coming off the bench, you know, with Curry off the floor, like in the games that um Curry wasn't playing this season, 
Uh, I think it was I don't know I don't remember the exact amount of games, but the pool was averaging twenty two a game on plus four percent relative true shooting, sixty one point one percent true shooting. So yeah, uh, pool is definitely going to be a um, good candidate for six man of the year. Yeah, and just like looking forward, looking at his game, he's like a talented three level scorer, offensive initiator. He's got like a high IQ player. He can pass the ball. He's not that bad defensively. Um, he he's growing as a shooter, and he's he has a great in between game. He's the perfect guy that. That fits the the model to be just a, a scoring spark off the bench who could initiate offense for your team yeah. when you need Speaking it. Speaking of shooters, Matisse needs to stop shooting threes. Holy shit! I mean, that's I that's just like it's a necessity when you when you play yeah. on the team. You got. I mean, I mean, this game, shoot like, he's shooting what fifty nine percent like the season on twos and thirty percent on threes. But like out of his three point seven field goal attempts per game, two point two or threes only one point five or twos. So he needs to stop shooting threes. Like, let me see. How yeah. big do you have a finisher? You're shooting 74% at the rim. Do that. No, it's because it's all, I mean, the, all, all his rim shots are fairly open. It's a yeah, lot of transitions. It, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fast breaks that he is forced. Yeah. Yeah, when you take that little of shots per, per game, it's just like, because, like, the more possessions you play and the less shots you take, it gives you more transition opportunities, more. I mean, you also uh, or lay up up a shot as well. Like, he, he, yeah, he's just like one and a half, two pointers per game, and and probably like three quarters to a full of those on average are off his own deflections and steals that he's running back on a fast break. Yeah, that that is true. Be fair, like I I I, I highly yeah his difficulty of shot isn't very high. Either. It's not like he's trying to do stuff like anyone else, any other realist scorer in the league that's going to shoot that high of volume. Yeah, like all right. Um. So is that that is that everyone's pick for six men of the year? Or do we miss yeah. anyone? I don't have a pick because I find that it's just points for it's just how much points you're already off the bench. So I don't really care. Anyone? That's the thing. Like that's an issue with the award. Like Joe Ingles, one hundred percent deserved it last year, but they gave Arson because he was averaging more points. Agree. And he had that like um, crazy fifty point game, which was pretty cool. But other than that, yeah. Um. Yeah. So should we move to a most improved player? Which will be oh, our, yeah. The, I got. I got the last segment. Yes. So, y'all going to hate me for this, but I'm telling y'all, my boy Cam Johnson off the bench. Oh, I love that pick. I love that Demon pick. Demon time, bro. It's Cam Johnson season, baby. It is, it is Cam Johnson season. Facts. My boy Will's spitting right now. But Cam I, Johnson, he's got – I have bet, to agree. I'd I bet he agree. averages – you know, he averaged like I think almost 10 points, like 9.5 points this year. I think he could easily average if we give him the time because, you know, the Suns are a competitive team. They aren't trying to give these young players time. They already cut some of their uh, rookies. The only real rookie they have not left is like Jalen Smith. They traded their pick, so if they give, if, so if he gets the time, I think he could easily average like a solid like fourteen, maybe fifteen off the bench. He shoots like four, almost yeah. like thirty percent on three. Yeah, dude, he he can shoot the ball. And for those of you that follow that follow my account, which is uh, NDC Basketball Two, and I'm sure many of the people viewing this uh, do yeah. follow. For those that don't drop one right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is an agenda that I have pushed before, which is Ken Johnson like, on, in, 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 in his own role, um, is like, uh, is looked at as a much different player as like a 15 yeah, to real. 20 point per game guy because he yeah. has like elite was... off ball traits, but also can stretch those off ball, that off ball yeah. play into a, it got self creation, attack and close that. And that type of I stuff. was telling Martin about how if Cam Johnson was on a bad team, I think he could easily break out and average like 20. Yeah, if Cam Johnson just got yeah. more minutes, I could definitely see him averaging 15-plus. We saw how great of a shooter he was this postseason and even in the regular season, uh, where he shot 44% in the postseason and 35 in the regular. 
Um, just that floor space yeah. is so important as an NBA player. And he can play the five too. Yeah, he's really versatile. Yeah. yeah, so my main picks, the main people I look at, so Cam Johnson's an option. Brunson and Poole are both options. I've talked about them before. Um, Jaden McDaniels is an option uh, of the Wolves. Uh, Dinwiddie's for sure an option. Um, but I think hey, the person that start. No, we're talking about most improved. Oh, yeah, it's true. My bum bad. I, I thought we were on six-man for a sec. Um, yeah. And I, the, the, the person that I'd pick is, um, is Xavier Tillman. So he's moving into a role where uh, Jonas Valanciunas is now gone. So he's gonna he's gonna get a much bigger role. He's on a young team, up and coming, and I think he's gonna prove to everyone how good he is. I think he was a, had a really successful rookie season um, yeah. that kind of went went under the radar, and I think he's gonna yeah. he's gonna fill out his his defensive potential that he already showed, and I think he's gonna get a bigger role on offense and more minutes, a lot more minutes. Another rookie I could see winning this award is Emmanuel Quickly. Um, he averaged 11 points per game last year. He's gonna get I love a IQ. I'm a Knicks fan. He's gonna make, get a minute increase this year, and his efficiency wasn't the best last year, but I could definitely see that improving. And like like Cam Johnson, he was a great floor spacer. He could shoot the three ball very well. One thing I will say about IQ though is it's not like Ant where he's averaging like you know there was a point after All Star break Ant was averaging like 28 a game, and yeah, it was super inefficient. But it's like you could tell he has that scoring potential. The thing with IQ is. I think IQ is going to turn out to be not like Melo because I don't think he'll ever score on volume like that. But where it's like IQ kind of doesn't care if he misses or not. That's kind of the thing with IQ. I've seen like he's confident in his shots. Like I'm not. He is a he is an aggressive player. I'm not ever going to say that he can't ever become really efficient. I'm not doing that. But I have a feeling he's going to be one of those players that are never super efficient, but they're going to be like I think he's going to be like Jamal Crawford, honestly, like super confident in their shots, taking high difficulty shots. They're not already going in, but he's going to be shooting them. He doesn't care. <laughs> Yeah, Quickly was also um, a positive defensively this year, but for sure, yeah, uh, yeah. And then for my third pick, I've got Kelvin Johnson. This might come off as biased because I'm a Spurs fan, but no, that's a good pick. That's a good. Nah, that's pick. a good ass pick. With the Mar, with the Mar gone, he's gonna get more playing time. He's gonna get more offensive load. He's gonna get more touches. So I could just see him a 15 points per game type player this year while playing good defense, as we saw last year. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, love, I love that pick. I love that pick. I love my boy, Keldon Johnson. Yeah, same. <laughs> Pause. So, Mike Meyer, you said you had a question, and then somebody we all continue talking. What were you going to say? This is off topic, but what's a more impressive performance? And, again, obviously these two stats don't determine defense, but what's a more impressive stat line? Zero steals and 17 blocks. Again, it's a single game. Zero That's steals. Elmore Smith. Come on, man. Why'd you have to say it? Oh, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, but just a tall set. Let me check this height real quick. A seven. Hold on. Oh, yeah. A seven foot tall center getting zero steals and 17 blocks in a single game. Or a six foot three point guard getting 12 steals and 10 blocks in a single game. Definitely Before. 12 and 10. Definitely yeah. 12 and 10. Nah, bro, that's 17 blocks, bro. That man was on demon time. He's only saying yeah, but because he knows who the guard is. He knows the guard is Jerry West. It, I know it's Jerry West. But Wait, it also who got happen. what? It, it also didn't happen. Jerry Whatever. West got 12 um, blocks? Jerry no, it never happened. Blocks, no, I'm, I'm leaving the podcast right now because I can't Facts. Stop capping my hair. All you do is cap. <laughs> all right, all right. I will pull up the news archives for you on a different episode. <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Okay, let's move to our last two. Um, will topics. last. 
which are the oh my god, he actually left. Oh, he actually left. <laughs> End the recording and start a new one. All right, I'm back. Yeah, I think that's gonna be all for today. We'll see you guys on the next episode of the Skyhook. Thank you, everyone, Perfect. so much for listening. Um, great to be on this podcast. Thank you, me here. Thank you, John. Thank you, Martin, for letting me on. And see you guys episode four.